Right, thank you very much. It's good. It's good to be here. Well, look, I look at the time and go, <gasps> so we've got a really short message. Have you heard of short stories? Well, we have a really short message today, but I really, I, I was wrestling actually with this message because I wanted to carry on from the one where I shared last time, and uh, I really felt prompted just to actually pull back and just to share something really simple that I've got down today, and I just trust that it will encourage you and really bless you. And, uh, you know, over the last uh, number of weeks, Ian has been just talking along the lines of, of really getting a clear view of God, that sometimes we can squeeze God into our own mold, our own way of thinking, and we think that's God. And, you know, there's some common teachings around Christianity at the moment about the prosperity doctrine, about God just wants to bless you, and, it's, and it seems to be turning back in on ourselves, and let's just bless ourselves. And so you get a truth that God does want to bless, but you take it to an extreme, and then we get a distorted view of God. And so Ian's been kind of, uh, uh, over the last weeks, been really clear about, look, what do we actually believe in our Christian faith? Because that's what really stands when the pressure comes on, correct? Yep. And, and so, you know, I just wonder, so what about getting a right perspective of our God? And so I've had some thoughts just recently, Nee and I, you know, we're in this phase of life where Mandy's married, Daniel's off living overseas, and we're reviewing life, and we're looking back over life, and we're just so appreciative and so thankful of the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God on our lives. And on your notes, if you see at the bottom of the notes, there's a number of lines. Uh, and I want you to write down on those lines through the message just where God's been faithful to you. Because sometimes I don't think that we, we take time to take stock of just how good God has been to us. And come back to the basics about, wow, God, you've done so much. And we were out to dinner with some friends last night just chatting and we're looking, uh, talking about our kids. And we, you know, the 26 years we've known this family and, and just what's happened in over our lives and, and through our lives. And we're so thankful. We've got so much to thank the Lord about. And so, you know, friends, I want today to be a bit of a reflection back on in your own life. And it's between you and God. At the end, I just want you to really respond to the Lord and go, Lord, look what you've done. And you'll be encouraged. And not only in that, then you can take that and you can encourage others. And in the midst of life challenges, we need to know that God's faithful. Amen? We need to know that God is absolutely faithful. It doesn't matter what we do. Sometimes God will always be there. He'll always be faithful. He's going to uh, help us through. And so, so I just want to, you know, just share along those lines, just a few simple little thoughts, really, that, you know, God's faithfulness is huge. His word says, Your mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. And as Nee and I have been reflecting, we're just saying, wow, God's faithfulness is massive. Can anyone just initially kind of put your hand up and just think of areas where God's been absolutely faithful? Okay, have, we, have we got some sore arms? Have we? Because in each of our lives, we are sitting here as Christians, first thing. That we can be, you know, come to church on a Sunday. There are many parts of the world where you can't. You know, I love the worship time. Ben, I really loved it today. You know, the acoustic set. You, you know, the Psalm 89 one says, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness 
to all generations. And you know, I love to worship because it takes eyes off myself and puts it on God. The one that can come in and, and into your life and you can thank Him for it. So the first thought today is God's faithfulness even when we've lost hope. And you know, I'm, I'm really encouraged because you know, the scripture has many examples. Can you remember that example I shared with you, which was really funny that I was in the process of changing jobs and one didn't finish that well. And, and I arrived home one day a little bit depressed or a bit disappointed. And I said to myself, I wonder if God can get me a job. And then by the time I walked into the house, I started laughing. Sometimes in the midst of our challenge, we, we say things like that. And I said to Mandy, do you know the dumbest thing I've ever said? You know, the God that created heaven and earth, and I questioned him on it. And, and, you know, it was interesting because a number of people came to me and said, you know, I'm in that exact same position that week. And I thought, well, there you go. You know, right timing, just encourage some people. But in the midst of hopelessness, you know, I think of, uh, of in the Old Testament, you know, Moses tried to, um, uh, you know, do something on his own strength and really ended up in the cactus and he's in the backside of the desert with no hope and God came to him. See, in a place of hopelessness, you know, we look at ourselves and that sort of thing, but I tell you what, if you, can t- if you remember that God's going to be faithful in those times... There is something about a rock deep down within your spirit that you go, look, even though it looks bad, I know God's faithful. Amen. The thought's what Ian's talking about, about let's get a right view of our God. Because in those hard times, that's when we come through. Sometimes we don't get those answers that we want. And that can be quite a challenge. You, you know, I, I think of David's life. You know, when you read through the Psalms, I love reading through Psalms, but, you know, David had many difficult days, but he came to this place in his life in First Chronicles 16, and there's about 30 verses you can go and read it. But he's just talking about the thankfulness of God. And sometimes, you know, we can, we can be maybe quick to, to grumble or be a bit disappointed. But when I read those verses, it's like, wow, here's a guy just, yes, life's tough sometimes, but when God comes through, the thankfulness that comes from him. And David just came to this place where, you know, he said one day, he says, oh Lord, who am I? And what is my house that you've brought me this far? It's a verse that I've reflected on many times. In Psalm 37, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his feed on his faithfulness. Verse 5, commit your ways to the Lord. Trust also in him. Verse 7, you know, rest on him. You know, we've got to remind ourselves of the faithfulness of God. The absolute faithfulness of God. Have you written something down on your, on, on your notes at the bottom? what God's done in your life. Number two, God's faithful every time you pray. I'm not talking about the prayer to give you the lotto numbers for the one the other night. Sometimes I just don't think he answers those ones. 
You know, David says, Give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my meditation. Give heed to the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for to you I will pray. You know, this is something that we've tried to teach our kids over the years. God's faithful in prayer. And when something happens, we revert it, we tell the kids, look, remember we prayed about this. And I want to tell you, when we, in the early years, we would take, or most of the kids' lives, we would take them to school, and every day we would pray. we say, come on, let's pray, let's commit the day to the Lord, let's trust the Lord. So every day, Daniel and Mandy would pray that Nana and Granddad would come to know the Lord. Every day. Now, my dad didn't, was forced to go to church as a, a little boy, so it was like, hmm, don't talk to me about it. Do, do you know what? For many years they would do. You know, and a few months ago, my mum became a Christian. Yeah. You know, but God was working. Daniel and Mandy prayed yeah. every day going to school. And now they look back and they go, Wow. It's amazing because they cared so much. You, you know, God it works in a very sovereign way. Because uh, I think about three years ago, Dad had a fall on the, on the driveway and was in hospital for a number of months. But then couldn't look, we, uh, Mum couldn't help him. Uh, you know, he needed some special attention. So he went into the Howard Baptist home. And that was the chance for Mum to then say, hey, I'll come to church with you and just see how wacky you really are. <laughs> now, I just want to state something here on the side, that my mum was, we were out in Pukekohe looking at some houses a couple of weeks ago, and mum came out and we went to see a house that, was it the 1930s, mum? The, the, the house in Puke? Yeah, 1935. And she said, see that tree? She said, I used to go up there as a kid, and when visitors would come round, I'd pick the berries off and I'd throw them at our visitors. <laughs> now, Michelle heard that, right? So, if you think I get naughty, you know where I get it from. <laughs> Disclaimer. For the rest of my life, I'm now free. But God moves in the sovereign way. And, you know, mum came along. And, you know, she's pretty smart. She just sits and watches and observes. Can't get past her. But she just watched and observed us. And she saw there was something about the Christians that she'd met. You know, in your 80s, that's pretty special. Very special. Very special for my kids because they faithfully prayed. You, you know, uh, uh, at the start of this year, uh, my dad's health took a turn for the worst and the hospital said, look, we've, we're going to give... We're giving your dad a couple of days. So the, the boys would come around and they'd see dad and just talk with dad. But he, he, he couldn't talk at this time now. So we'd go over and we'd have dinner at mum's and they'd all go home. Me, Mandy and I, we'd go back and see dad. Now for the years the kids have tried to just have a chat with dad. And he'd go, no, 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 that's what you believe, that's all right. He was very polite to the kids, it was great. But you see, Dad couldn't talk back, so he couldn't say no. <laughs> so when everyone had disappeared, we went back and we prayed over him and we sung over him. And on the last day, he said, Dad, you, you know, I said those things because I love you. 
And there was a peace about him that I'd not seen. You know, God's not willing that any should perish. The prayers that you pray for people that don't know him are powerful. The invites that we have to give out can be powerful if we use them. And they don't sit on the bench at home and gather some dust that we see in January and go, I missed the chance. God's not willing that any should perish. And I saw my dad and I thought, just wonder. I believe that God's not willing any should perish. Just maybe he was knocking on your door last night. Ten months ago today. Very special. But it was because the kids day after day prayed. God hears your prayers. Don't think he doesn't. But he does. So what are you praying? That your life would be used to bring change in other people's lives? That you'd invite someone next week and they begin to start a journey where their life would change? What are we praying? God bless me, the cat, the dog, the whatever. God's absolutely faithful to the prayers that you pray. You read through Psalms and David's heart's cry is that he would walk with God. Is that yours? Last thought. God's faithful to forgive us all our shortcomings. And Gerard very clearly just shared that around communion today. You know, Moses tried on his own effort. David killed a man and then tried to cover it up. All sorts of things. One of the stories I love is the, the woman caught in adultery and the, and the people that tried to condemn her. And Jesus brought grace first and truth second. He says, neither do I condemn you, but go and sin no more. About a month ago, this may actually surprise you, I went to a coffee shop. <laughs> and um, right next door to work, instead of fighting the traffic to go into the office, I leave early, go and have a coffee, and then get into the office, better use of my time. Means I can have a drink. Is that right, Martin? And Martin said it was okay, so I'm all good with that. <laughs> all the tables were full. There's a very long table, and there's a guy at one end, and I went and sat at the other end. And the guy makes a comment about the news, what was in the newspaper, and I started to respond. And then I said, it may sound weird, I said, but do I know you? He said, you might do. And I said, did you go to Zion? Now, no one else, only if he went there, he would know, right? And he said, yes, I did. We went to Bible college 30 years ago together. He was in the year before me. I said, man, wow, small world. How are you doing? This and that. So, you know, we just started to chat away. And he, he says, oh, I don't kind of go to church now. Oh, okay, okay. He says, you see, I'm gay. 
And he says, I kind of got beaten up and smashed and criticized and bashed by the Christians there. And he says, I'm sorry. And we moved on and we talked about a few other things and then he kind of says, yeah, 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 but I'm, but I'm gay. And he said it three times. I said, hold, hold. I said, when I look in the mirror, I see a sinner. And I says, I think God's big enough to work everything out. God's absolutely faithful to take our shortcomings and do something. I wasn't there to talk doctrine or anything like that. I just wanted to extend grace to the man and let Jesus do the work. And you know, sometimes in our shortcomings, we can lose sight of the fact that God's faithful. Because his word says he did not send his son into the world to condemn them, but that through, the, that through him the world may be saved. And that's what that invitation starts for the Christmas service. It doesn't necessarily have to happen in the Christmas service, but we start a process with people. You know, I think we, before we bring judgment or condemnation or, or over someone else's life about their lifestyle, maybe we got to look in the mirror first and sort that one out. Because Jesus says to that woman or to the crowd around that woman caught in adultery, well, who is without sin? You can cast that first stone. See, it's for us to offer something different a gospel of grace and love and truth can come second you know God's faithful to forgive us our shortcomings why doesn't the music team come I said it was a short story but my Bible clearly says that if we confess our sins he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What a beautiful name. And you know, I've asked you today, on the bottom of your notes, to reflect on the faithfulness of God. In the times when you'd lost hope, or the times you've been praying, for Him to forgive your shortcomings, God is absolutely faithful. Absolutely faithful. Despite of ourselves, he's there waiting for our response. You know, Jesus is so faithful that at the beginning of time he knew that he'd come and pay the price for our sin and bring us back into right relationship. Amen. Why don't we stand? Faith, what a beautiful name, Faith. Yeah. Here we're going to sing what a beautiful name. I want you to look at those notes or reflect yourself on the faithfulness of God over your lives. Because we have so much to be thankful for. For His faithfulness and love to us so much. Father, we do thank you 
for your faithfulness to us. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Even when we fall short, you're there. Even when our hope has run out, you're there. We so thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. Lord, and I pray that over this next week that we'll add to the list of your faithfulness. And that out of that, that would be the basis of the sharing with others of your goodness. That others would begin to question and begin this journey of, of faith with you. We so thank you. In Jesus' precious name. Amen.